I am so sick of the media dictating the terms of the narrative in this country. I'm so sick of having to be apologetic for who I am. I'm so sick of people in middle America being called a flyover country or slope-headed conservative teabaggers. And it's going to be teabagging day. It's hard to talk when you're teabagging. <laughs> it's so funny because the teabaggers, the one thing they hate is when you call them racist. If racism is not the whole of the Tea Party, it is in its heart. The it's hatred that is Timothy McVeigh, that he had. There are plenty of people like that right now. Lots of I think you get the general tenor of this. It's anti-government. This is highly promoted by the right-wing conservative network, Fox. The left pits people against each other. Divide and conquer is the strategy. I don't want to live in that world. It is the exact opposite of e pluribus unum. He said you were racist. He said you were very 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 racist. And what the left has stood for with political correctness is to try and get those with whom they disagree to shut up. And the Tea Party movement and Sarah Palin and Michelle Bachman and Alan West and and all the all the people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, you're going to call us racist. You're going to call us potential Timothy McVeigh's. Fuck you. War. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to Road Warrior Radio. You're tuning in live this Wednesday, March 8th, 2023 on the one and only Republic Broadcasting Network. And as always, thanks for coming along for the ride. And it is a wild and dystopic ride. That is for sure. I am your host, Chris Hinckley. We are all road warriors. And uh, as long as we have road and things that don't drive themselves. Um... Yesterday's broadcast ended on a sort of a fiery note, you might say. And so um, I think maybe we should continue to talk about this because there is, you know, I think we could make the argument that in America these days, it is the best of times and the worst of times. You know, the, the possibility exists at any moment that things could turn for the better, but I think that would be predicated on a true revival and in America, as I've said recently, um, we seem to uh, be more Gnostic in our religious leanings than we realize. And so, You know, I think Harold Bloom was right when he observed that Southern Baptists call themselves Christians, but like most Americans, they are closer to ancient Gnostics than to early Christians. So it would require a true revival. Um, we would have to understand the difference between um, socialism, 
slash communism and um, what was actually happening in Acts chapter 2, the Pentecostal moment. Most of us can't make the distinction. I confess, for years, I wouldn't have been able to lucidly, cogently, simply offered uh, a distinction, but now I can. You can because you listen to this network, and I think it's very simple. It's the, again, the battle is in the realm of meta or context primarily. And the distinction is who is in charge? Who decides? It's the question, the two-part question. Who's in charge? Who decides? And, of course, in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit is impressing upon people's hearts uh, to give. Raphael Warnock is confused, like many other people, and he believes that the early church was socialist. That is false. Because in socialism, you have the compulsion of the state. And the state is, as I say, a euphemism for somebody's special interest. That's just a fact. Because it doesn't... Uh, the state has, as it has no assets, it doesn't create anything or anything like that. It has no impulse of its own. It's a thing that is um, a representation of someone's special interest. So like uh, Friedrich August von Hayek wrote in The Road to Serfdom, Chapter 2, The Great Utopia, It is rarely remembered now that socialism in its beginnings was frankly authoritarian. This is not the Holy Spirit. It's another spirit. It's the Antichrist spirit. It is rarely remembered now that socialism in its beginnings was frankly authoritarian. The French writers who laid the foundation of modern socialism had no doubt that their ideas could be put into practice only by strong dictatorial government. To them, socialism meant an attempt to terminate the revolution. You stir things up, order out of chaos, but first you've got to create the chaos, right? To them, socialism meant an attempt to terminate the revolution by a deliberate reorganization of society on hierarchical lines and by the imposition of a coercive spiritual power. Aha, there you go. The imposition of a coercive spiritual power. Where freedom was concerned, the founders of socialism made no bones about their intention. Freedom of thought they regarded as the root evil of 19th century society and the first of modern planners, St. Simon, Henry de St. Simon, even predicted that those who did not obey his proposed planning boards would be treated as cattle. And we see that in America today. Now imagine, in contrast to that, imagine a city council meeting or a board meeting or any sort of local meeting, let alone, you know, Beyond that, there is this effort to consolidate everything under one giant um, homogenous amalgamation. Homogenous to a certain extent. If cultural Marxism 
which results in uh, cultural assimilation and cultural hegemony, represents anything, it is the Hellenistic impulse that goes around and assimilates everything to itself and imparts or imputes whatever it desires onto the tabula rasa that remains. Because historically, when, when people are conquered, they, you know, in order to survive, part of the survival mechanism is to assimilate yourself to the remaining culture. And I've talked about the subtle, somewhat subtle, in a sense, in, in kind of the meta sense, the, the subtle, artful, balkanizing force over the last couple hundred years that divided up the uh, the Ottoman Empire, for example, and pitted people against one another. It's this social virus of a religious nature, the, the Wahhabi impulse in large part that goes around and says, if you're not this, then you're not Muslim, for example. And now we're seeing the same thing here in America. If you're not this, you're not American. And so it takes from people what they don't actually possess anyway and don't hold on to or not willing to fight for. And then it imparts whatever it desires in place of that. And so this is that same coercive uh, spiritual force at work, coercive spiritual power, as uh, Hayek noted. And it's the Hellenistic influence, if nothing else. This is what we're seeing. But because we don't know our enemy and we don't know ourselves, we are easy prey, easy marks. What's worth, I mean, for the average American, what's worth fighting for? Not fighting physically, but, you know, let's just say ideologically for a moment, in conversation, in town hall meetings. What's worth fighting for? Where is the line that we will not allow to be crossed as Americans? There is none. This is the trap of the um, pseudo-intellectual uh, dialectical conflict model where opposites or uh, differences are collided on a trajectory or a line toward an endpoint, and when we when we move away from a didactic line of thinking, this is the danger. When there's no line, then how can you argue? Well, you know, I mean, the argument becomes, well, I don't like it, or it doesn't feel good, or in that kind of an environment where there are no absolutes and there is no right or wrong, then what is not possible and where does it end? So it would require some kind of a revival where we get a hold of ourselves and we say this is a line that will not be crossed together. And we start to honor the individual
again, as was mentioned in Hayek's Road to Surfum, only since uh, industrial freedom opened the path to the free use of uh, new knowledge, only since every uh, everything could be tried, if somebody could be found to back it at his own risk, it should be added as often as not from outside authorities official officially entrusted with the cultivation of learning has science made great strides which in the last 150 years have changed the face of the world hayek wrote um during the whole of this modern period of european history the general direction of social development was one of freeing the individual from the ties which had bound him to the customary or prescribed ways in the pursuit of his ordinary activities, the gradual transformation of rigidly organized hierarchic system into one where men could at least attempt to shape their own life, where man gained the opportunity of knowing and choosing between different forms of life is closely associated with the growth of commerce, which is being shut down now, but that's okay. We'll all have a UBI, right? A universal basic income. But the essential features of, of that individualism, which from its elements, from the elements provided by Christianity and the philosophy of classical antiquity, was first fully developed during the Renaissance and has since grown and spread into what we know as Western civilization, are the respect for the individual man qua man, that is, the recognition of his own views and tastes as supreme in his in his own sphere however narrowly that may be circumscribed and the belief that it is desirable that men should develop their own individual gifts and bents this is all a double-edged sword though because we're addicted to so many things these days we're addicted to media and television and entertainment generally and how many people could say you know what if it would save my life and posterity and contribute to the betterment of my own house and my neighbors and so on, I should dispense with this addiction. How many people would do it? And, you know, all of this in my mind calls to mind the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And how much are we, in the name of getting knowledgeed up, how much are we actually prostrating ourselves at the foot of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? I think there's a healthy amount of that, or an unhealthy amount, as it were. It's not good. We're supposed to, the Bible says we're supposed to be wise in what is good and innocent in what is evil. So it's a double-edged sword, but can you imagine... A city council meeting where somebody says, could we please open with prayer in hopes that we could come together as a local community, not as communitarians who don't honor the value of the individual, because without a, a group of individuals, there is no community, there is no society. Could we please do that and operate on that basis, you know, where two or more are gathered in my name, there he, Jesus Christ, is also, and that maybe we could find a way to bridge the gaps. 
maybe the Holy Spirit could be the glue that would, you know, take us places and help us value and appreciate one another in ways that we could not otherwise imagine or even dream. I would say in contrast to that, the council meetings that I've attended feel more patently satanic. There is a um, power continuum. I mean, in, in many of these meetings that you that you attend, something is happening. There is power that is being sort of meted out behind the wizard's curtain and protected and guarded publicly. We have, you know, some people might say there, it seems like there's evidence to the contrary these days, but I would say, you know, some of the local meetings and things, people talking about books and things like that, I would I would challenge that and say, why do we suppose those things are rolling out into the public? Why is the public seeing those things? There's probably a Bernaysian reason for that. And it's just to further foment and aggravate uh, animosity. Obviously, there is no... Whenever we see those meetings where someone is outraged about books and this and that, I would say most of the time people are not familiar with whatever is happening in their local community enough to maybe articulate what is equivalent in their own backyard. But even if they were, this still serves primarily, in my opinion, to um, foment agitation and to balkanize people, to pit people against each other, to get people all stirred up and outraged instead of standing together as Americans and saying, well, I think, you know, let's honor the gentle, the gentlemen or the gentle ladies time and whatever this person has to say, let's be respectful. Let's take it into consideration. There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of that these days in these meetings. And the the reason that uh, the communitarian push works or is seemingly effective, I think, is because we all sort of collapse into uh, this concept that Hayek articulated in Chapter 10 of The Road to Serfdom, Why the Worst Get on Top. There are three main reasons he said and one of the things that really stands out in my mind well I'll tell you what those are and one that stands out in my mind they all kind of do but the three main reasons and the one that really stands out when we come back stick around
Do you truly want to stay out of the system? Are you prepared to buy into the biggest scam since the Iraqi dinar? If not, then put your money where it belongs, in your possession, not in the hands of an international MLM cartel. At Kettle Moraine Limited, we will provide you with the finest Swiss-minted detachable gram sheets of pure 24-karat gold for hundreds of dollars less than the so-called privately issued credit cards with elusive gold backing. Gold backing? The only gold that I want is in my back pocket, not backed by promises of an operation even the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is suspect of, giving a rating of C-. To get the full story, visit SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com and go to the Valcombi Bullion Vault. Once you have read the whole story about the scam being perpetrated on an unsuspecting public and how you can avoid being a victim by purchasing these beautiful, barterable, tradable sheets of gold at tremendous savings and in the strictest of privacy, be prepared to take the steps to protect your wealth with the purchase of the real deal. Detachable 50-gram gold bars from Kettle Moraine Limited by calling 602-799-8214. Ask about our one-ounce Valcombi detachable bars, which break into one-tenth ounce bars. And don't forget, for all of your precious metal needs, whether buying or having the need to sell, call Kettle Moraine Limited. Remember, no dinar, no celery, and no carrots. If you buy from someone else... Tell them you want AU, not BS. Call Kettle Moraine LTD today at 602-799-8214. Kettle Moraine LTD, 602-799-8214. Hello, I'm Dr. Leonard Horowitz. I was right 30 years ago in warning the world about threatening lab virus outbreaks, AIDS, and Ebola. I was right 20 years ago when FBI Director Robert Mueller made me a suspect in the anthrax mailings because I warned the Bureau before the CIA's biocrime and Cipro sales psyops happened. I was right about COVID-19 being an AIDS-laced mutagen plan to resurge this fall to excuse officials' profitable depopulation globalization agendas. And I was right about the only safeguards being antioxidants and holy spiritual sustenance. Vitamin C, D, zinc, chlorophyll, oxygen, and oxysilver especially transmits the frequency resonance to neutralize the expanded function bioweapon. Oxysilver is a double superconductor of the healing power of love. It is the first nutraceutical invented to amplify prayer power and the faithful loving intention of your heart. Buy, try, and stockpile oxysilver through HealthyWorldStore.com. So this today is an opportunity to unpack uh, particularly what Vivek Ramaswamy said uh, last Friday at his 2023 CPAC speech. And, you know, not just as relates to him 
but beyond. And, you know, as far as him being of Indian descent, I think it's interesting. I had an opportunity, and I would not say I'm somebody who has embraced big tech, quite the contrary. I'm involved in technology, but it's a very love-hate relationship. And I am not a, uh, by any means, an AI or machine learning type of a person. I have no interest in that. Uh, I think maybe there's a benefit to technology. It's elusive, though. Seems like it's always the devil's gift, which is obviously an oxymoron. So it's a love-hate thing. But when it comes to big tech, I'm talking about, you know, ground-level kind of stuff, not, you know, Founders Fund, Elon Musk, you know, um, open AI type stuff. Not that by any stretch of the imagination in any way, shape, or form. So, but when it comes to the the um you know folks like Vivek who are of Indian descent here's an interesting little thing a little aside before I get into the three things from Hayek's road to serfdom the three main reasons that he says and one that stands out in my mind um speaking of technology I had an opportunity starting many years ago um between almost, you know, between 15 and 20 years ago, had an opportunity to work with folks in India, talk to them, and, um, you know, begin to try to cultivate a relationship, possibly to work with them on technology stuff. Because, quite frankly, um, I couldn't find people on this side of the pond that were willing to work for any amount of money. It was difficult to find people to work in. They were always grateful and humble and appreciative. And here's the irony. I remember thinking to myself, it was right around the time that this broadcast, the, the Road, Warrior, Road Warrior Radio uh, broadcast was kind of in its infancy. I was talking to these guys, and I just remember thinking, these guys remind me of the spirit of 1776. So it's it's kind of ironic that Vivek Ramaswamy has been going around saying this is not a 2022, 23, 24 issue. This is a 1776 issue. These guys that I was talking to were very intelligent, very articulate. English was obviously second language, but they were um, humble and considerate enough to really try to, you know, be well versed in it enough to bridge the gap. And are we that humble as Americans, or does the concept of American exceptionalism prevent us from doing those kinds of things? So anyway, it was very interesting just to to converse with them. There was one gentleman in particular that I was talking to, and um, I I can't remember and I can't speak to, speak to specifics. Uh, all I can say is it was. It left a memorable impression on me, and I just remember thinking these people are – that I was talking to. Obviously, I wasn't talking to a billion people, but people I was talking to, and ironically, in the technology environment, were very freedom and liberty-minded and very humble, um, and – 
I I started thinking. I imagine this is a uh, mindset similar to what the you know some of the folks in the American Revolutionary period held religious leanings notwithstanding i don't know what everyone's religious uh proclivities were the the folks with whom i spoke the one gentleman in particular don't know obviously you know probably some differences there but i just thought the things that this one gentleman in particular said uh were were striking and different than most americans um, very articulate, understood things about America that most Americans don't. And, um, you know, some of the history, American history and things, it was very interesting. Very provocative. So that, for whatever it's worth, has stuck with me all these years. And so, you know, we... we we are heard in a speech. We are told in a specious sense, or we hear in a specious sense. Don't judge a book by its cover, but maybe don't judge a book by its cover. So, stick around. We'll be right back. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news. Real talk real people because you can handle the truth standing six foot four weighing 245 pounds of crime fighting political science analyzing brawn ladies and gentlemen dr patrick slattery so mike get off this anti-cicada agenda i'm a born-again traditional christian and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand that would be the king james bible and my 357 revolver i'd rather be ruled by chinamen than jews Cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic, because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. F*** you, Bill Gates. There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state. The COVID-19 virus was the setup. The vaccine could very well be a bioweapon. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on long-term food storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. 
Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. It's the good life. Full of fun seems to be the ideal. Yes, the good life lets you hide all the sadness you feel. You won't really fall in love, cause you can't take the chance. So be honest with yourself, don't try to fake romance. It's the good life to be free and explore the unknown Like the heartaches when you learn you must face them alone Please remember I still want you and in case You wonder why Well, just wake up Kiss that good life Goodbye Welcome back Bottom of the first hour All right, before we get to the three things Two things first, and then the three things, that, and the one that stands out in my mind. Why the worst get on top? And I think that Vivek's speech, is, you know, exemplifies what I'm talking about. We can't have nuanced discussions. That's a hint, and where I'm going first. Uh, do you appreciate the content that you uh, receive from RBN? If you do, please support the network. Your support is vital and essential it exists because of listener support it can't exist without listener support there's no ford foundation grant there is no knight foundation grant there probably never will be uh in the world that in which we live hard to imagine that would happen uh even though it should happen you know this is i would say a bastion and a beacon of free speech where we can uh we can still carry on at least some semblance of civil discourse and speak outside the you know the narrowly prescribed 
well-worn grooves of Bernaysian talking points in the society. So please support the network. You can go to republicbroadcasting.org and see the different ways you can do that. There's a donate button in the main menu, and then there's a thing on the uh, at the top of the page and on the left-hand sidebar in the desktop version of the site. So do that, please. And um, next, before we go to the three things, to the phones we go. Rhonda in Missouri, thanks for calling. Welcome. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Rhonda. Um, so you're talking... Okay, I sent you an email. I don't know if you saw it. Not yet. I did a quick search, huh? Not yet. Oh, okay. It was real short. I did a quick search for him. I heard the end of uh, your broadcast uh, yesterday with Lark. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, I... I have a uh, concern as well. You know, he was talking about wolf and, wolf and sheep's clothing, but as we know, mm-hmm. these politicians, they can say whatever they want. It's what are they yep. doing? What are exactly. they doing? What have they Watch done? Watch their feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what has he done so far? I mean, he says he's not in that tech thing, but that's not my issue. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, tech company, uh, pharmaceutical thing, and... Yeah. Uh, you know, hedge fund. He doesn't need our money, so nobody send him any. <laughs> Don't <laughs> send him any. Anyway, he's he's, which is refreshing. Mm-hmm. But you know, like you always say, the buy-in. You got to mm-hmm. buy-in. Yeah. So you gotta if you if you send him any money, you better be prepared to vote for him, and mm-hmm. you would be if you were if you would. But anyway, um, you're talking about how you have talked to people from India in the past. Yes. I don't think anybody hasn't over here. Yeah, well, yeah. They call customer service, and there you go. Yeah. I'm like, where are you from? You know, India. I knew they were from somewhere else. Cause the way well, there's talk- a funny, you know, way that that gets handled sometimes, you know. And uh, I'm in my office. Who's the comedian that jokes about that? In my right. office, and I am. All of them, you know, all of and them. you're like, yeah, but if you were, you know, there's a comedian. Who is it that does that? bit where he, he's like yeah but if you looked outside and you saw you know what would you see you know would you if you saw if you saw local traffic would you see people on the i5 or would you see some guy riding an elephant you know right that, well i know they um anyway. they had a guy uh you know the creator of the simpsons i used to watch a long time ago with someone that i didn't really care for it but you're in the room and you know you're with them so you gotta watch it yeah. <laughs> anyway that guy, he uh, did a uh, segment on, uh, you know, there was always, whenever Homer would go into 7-Eleven, it was owned by for somebody from India, you know? Right. And, uh, yeah, so, okay, so you have had experience. I have. I mean, they're... Um, well, this was, this was not like tech support. Mine was more in a... You know, a pro—I guess—a proactive capacity. I mean, I was—I was having dialogue with these folks uh-huh. of my own sort of volition, if you will. Okay, so they're going to treat you differently than they would if they were working from for an American company, talking to somebody from America that needs their help. I don't so, think so, though. Oh, I, mean, I, I don't understand, know, Chris. You're offering them a job. Yeah, I—I I understand why you would say that, but I don't think so. The people that I have talked to, you know, and even now, you know, the, the tech support kind of stuff, because, I mean, obviously I've had 
the same kind of experience that you're talking about in subsequent years. And I just, you know, I, I don't get the impression that, you know, it's, it's ever really a bad thing there. You know, it's hard to understand some folks sometimes. Um, but I don't ever get the impression that of like a disdainful, um, countenance or anything like that mm-hmm. that I can think well, of. Yeah, I guess it depends on which customer service. And uh, some of them are like, you know, can't help you. You know, especially has to do with communications. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, yeah, the, um, the thing I want to say is uh, the email I sent you is um, I looked him up, and he um, his religion is Hindu. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, he's a first generation. Isn't it sad when you have to have a foreigner tell you what your country should stand for? Well, that's, that's why sad. I said it's ironic. You know, leave it to the first generation descendant of Indian immigrants to tell to remind us, those of us who've been here a little longer, and, you know, the uncomfortable history of those who are here before others arrived, which time, right? Not That notwithstanding... Leave it to the first generation son of Indian immigrants to remind us, uh, you know, whose yeah, lineage so, only dates slightly further back, what it means to be American. Right. So, like I said when I started the call, is we got to look at what he's done. We don't know what he's going to do because we hear all these politicians give us their plans, you know, yeah, or what he's going to do. He's not a career politician, obviously. Yeah, and uh, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of Donald Trump as well. You know, I mean, I don't really see a big difference there in that he's exposing things. Donald Trump, most of it, mostly he exposed the lying media. This guy, you know, is uh, exposing wokeness. You know, it's just a different narrative, really, right? Mm, well... Maybe that argument could be made. I would say, you know, in my humble opinion, it's much more than that, which is why I've really tried to play clips to flesh it out. I mean, when he talks about the ESG stuff and the woke religion stuff, uh, which which I would say is a, is a symptom of a, a much larger problem, I would call it the Hellenistic uh, influence. But, you know, when he's saying like things like, you know, it's time to end Henry Kissinger's experiment, that's something that not everyone is saying. Most people are meeting with Henry Kissinger and mm-hmm. sucking up to power um, if they if they if they are afforded the opportunity. You know, I mean, I remember when people were saying uh, Sarah Palin's different, Sarah Palin's different. And then all of a sudden Sarah Palin goes to meet with Henry Kissinger. I mean, whether you like him or not, whether you're you know, a fan or not, I, you know, I would hold more of an opinion if it were me. I don't know. You know, I don't remember hearing I have to go meet with the devil. Well, maybe he hasn't met with him yet. I'm just saying, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, but you know, I mean, he's been outspoken against that kind of stuff. That's what he said in his 20, uh, in his, in his CPAC address. And I agree with you. Don't watch the lips. Don't, you know, watch the feet. I've said that for years, obviously. But this is different uh, rhetoric. This is not the same thing. This is not the usual political rhetoric. 
nobody's talking about ending Henry Kissinger's experiment and um, getting rid of the FBI, like not reforming it, shutting it down is what he said, shutting down the Department of Education, you know, using executive order to get rid of affirmative action to go back to a merit-based system. He's been outspoken against the Davos set, and so we can only assume what all that entails, but he's been outspoken. And so, you know, there's, well, I, also I think... Well, I want to say that mm-hmm. uh, we have to look at this again. You know, I don't want to say all, all people from India are this or all people from that country are that. That wouldn't be fair. Yeah. But you're talking about your experience with Indians. Um, mine happened to be, and I had this thought way back in the day, several years ago. Yesterday was the, my mom's death date eight years ago. So I had this thought. <clears throat> Somebody from India it was a doctor who gave her something that she shouldn't have. No, I'm not going to blame Ramaswamy for it. Yeah. But my thought was, is um, is this guy, and I don't think, you know, this guy was, I don't know what his motives were, if he's just stupid or what, because it was the, the um, Leviquin. But, you know, um, you know, they don't, anyway, um, he, he, he doesn't seem, you know, those people, it's like, you know, where are their, you call it, you talk about it, their, I mean, would they throw, he's a first generation, so this might be the wolf in sheep's clothing thing, but um, where are their, you know, where's their heart? You know what I'm saying? Is it with their people? Is it with the Americans? Is it mm-hmm. they're using him to you know, sound all good and everything, and then um, they're going to bring in Hinduism as the official religion in the U.S. So you know? I looked at your uh, your email, and it, it is short. It says, Ramaswamy is Hindu. Does that concern you at all? Yeah. And that sounds like kind of what you're getting at, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean... So, historically... Historically... Uh, I mean, if you go back just a few generations to JFK, the fact that he was Catholic was a concern. Well, Catholic um, is a lot closer to Christian than Hindu. Maybe. I looked it up real briefly, maybe, and, and they, um, it's something with the cosmos. I didn't really do a lot of research, but you know, well, people should. And how much of that does he really... Because, Chris, we have people... Let, that me, let me answer the question, though, just... Just kind of directly. Am I concerned that he's a Hindu? Well, maybe. It's not a first-line concern per se, though. I mean, it is, but it's not because it's not a secret. The thing that bothers me is, you know, the, let's say Barack Obama's, you know, what is he? And and most of the time it's, you know, what they really are is um, theosophists. They're Philemites, or they have a theosophical contingent, 
uh, in their cabinet. There are folks, um, you know, if we want to get into religious proclivities, there are, I mean, this is this is a controversial statement, but there are Muslims who are more devout and more um, reverent than many Christians. And like They're I said, religion, I, yeah, at the I, at the outset I, of the broadcast, this is not to cast aspersions. This is just to get to the bottom of things. You know, Harold Bloom was right when he said Southern Baptists call themselves Christians, but like most Americans, they are closer to ancient Gnostics than to early Christians. And the, you know, the, there is a significant um, Eastern mystical influence in America that most people don't recognize. I've, I've tried to talk about that in recent years, um, trying to dive into that, you know, because it ties directly back to the theosophical bent that is turning us all into Philemites first, but ultimately, you know, um, just open Satanists eventually. That's the that's where that's all headed, and that's happening in America. So the fact that it, it's openly disclosed that he's Hindu, which you know would, you know, what do you believe? That will cause him to make certain decisions that maybe, obviously. You know, you might presume there there are decisions that a someone you would call an Orthodox Christian would not make. That's possible, but he seems to love America, mm -hmm. and he seems to uh, uh, mean what he says when he says, you know, he's entirely all in on the America First initiative, and he has been publicly very outspoken against the Davos set and um, you know all that represents so the fact that he's not hiding those things to me is um, reassuring he's not hiding the fact that he's Hindu well, I think you know having grown up Hindu right mm -hmm. and it's it's all a part of who he is right sure so, I, I mean I don't know that much about that religion and he sounds like I mean, they do talk about bettering yourself, you know, and it's, uh, we're all, we're all gods, Chris. I think that's part of it, too. We're all, we all have the power of God within, you know what I mean? It's. I just I, did a show and wrote a piece, though, and, you know, that brings to mind John in Tennessee, so maybe we could talk about that more in okay. a minute. Yeah, stick right. around, Rhonda, stick around, folks, we'll be right back after this short break. Einstein once said, future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach, or a favorite song from the past, or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To read more about this amazing breakthrough and to order your terahertz frequency want, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. 
My name is Don Wiskin, and at 42 years old, I suffered a massive heart attack, lost 35% of my heart to damaged tissue, and was supposed to spend the rest of my life on disability. What did I do? I took Extendivite, a garlic and cayenne mix of seven herbs which rebuilt my heart and gave me back my life. For over 17 years now, I have made this formula available to you so you don't have to suffer the same thing I did. Clean your blocked arteries and strengthen your heart and boost your natural immune system. I'm 60 years old now and I still work every day. To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Extend your life with Extendovite. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. I got distracted in the break, I admit. And so I mentioned, John, what were we talking about? What was the point that you made? I, I wandered away for a moment. Uh, I kind of did too, Chris, but we were talking about um, him being a Hindu and uh, how much of that is he a strong Hindu? Because we've had Christian presidents before that are you know, Christian, but do they do... Do they follow that religion so much that they actually do what the Bible says? Or, you know, are they, um, who are they, who is their heart with? Is it with their right. people? Because this would be the perfect example of being hoodwinked, Chris, which so, is where I'm taking it with Mark's statement, like wolf in sheep's clothing kind of thing. So right. if we're all like, oh my gosh, this guy's like better than any guy that we've ever listened to. And then his heart is with the uh, being a first generation, and his parents still are alive and influencing him. You they know. came here, though. They came right. here. He says, you know, if you're going to come here, it? you have to come through the front door because your first act coming here can't be an illegal one. And, uh, right. you know, is they came here. Was, they're he they're Americans. An American? He or, is... Yeah, so so when it comes to the subject of religion, this is a, this is a conversation most Americans 
would not be equipped to hold, I would say. You know, I'll give you an example. Henry Agard Wallace is an interesting guy that I've talked about Wallace before, the hybrid corn company, a hybrid corn company. He was he was he was basically doing GMO stuff. Thirty third vice president of the United States, Dana Dana Dana. Um you can see on the Wikipedia entry for Henry Wallace, vice president of the United States, it says, let's see, Wallace displayed intellectual curiosity about a wide array of subjects, including statistics and economics. Okay, so he was a, a technocrat and explored various religious and spiritual movements, including theosophy. Okay, and there's more. I mean, you can read on. There's more about his his um, involvement with uh, guys like Nick. Nicholas Rurick and um, others. This is not something most Americans are familiar with and what it means, but basically it means he was a Satanist in disguise of something that's dressed up as, you know, theosophy, which is considered the divine wisdom, but it's divine wisdom apart from God. And specifically, you know, the Christian God of the Bible, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you know, New Testament stuff. Maybe a Christ, but a different Christ kind of stuff. The Antichrist is what it actually is. So I, I he was I a remember, theosophist. I, yeah, I think I remember what we were going, and you said something about John in Tennessee. Okay, um, go ahead. So we were talking about him being a Hindu and, um, you know, the the religion itself and, the, you know, how we're all... Oh, all little G-gods. Yeah. Yeah, That's little what it was. And I, and I said that um, I was alluding to the fact that I've, you know... So there was a question that John posed to me. Oh my goodness, that's a pregnant. Yeah. So, well, I'll finish that thought on the other side of the break. I still have to get back to the three things, but this is this is important dialogue that we all should be having, I think. And this our conversation really hints at my point that I was making with those three points from Hayek's Road to Serfdom. Anyway, we'll finish that stuff up. On the other side of the break, second hour coming up, folks, stick around. We'll be right back after this short break. will conclusively prove George Soros' role in orchestrating the pandemic. But first, dear patriots, the truth train has brought us a conspiracy in our own backyard. Now, you may think you know the story. Now, it's like I always say, there's a whole lot of bull out there. So I'd like to give Soros... Pelosi, Pelosi, the Zionists, the Mexicans, Mexican, the Snowflakes, Snowflakes, and, 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 Listening to RBN in defense of the Republic. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. <laughs> 